I want to share a realization I had this morning that the shadow is magnetic. The shadow meaning the me that I can't see, the me within myself that still has an impact on the world, the things that maybe other people can see or notice or interact with, uh, it in and of itself is magnetic. And I'm realizing this because I was asked the question by a friend of mine last night, what triggers you or or what are you offended by? And of course I have a a bevy of things. I think we all have a bevy of things. Uh, We all have prejudices. And I think as a result of those prejudices, those sort of annoyances or offenses come out. And I realized that one of the major nodes in my life, one of the major sort of karmic nodes has been my relationship to Enneagram twos in my life. Uh, not specifically Enneagram twos as an idea, I suppose, but typically the energy that is that is brought forth by an Enneagram two, which is more of an uh, a, a sense of importance that I deserve connection, that I am going to interject myself in your life and fix your life, or <clears throat> that I'm the solution. And uh, pair that with this recent situation that I had with someone close to us in our our social circle who has been sort of uh, taking a a social gravitas stance and really pulling in a lot of people into his sphere and and becoming sort of like a spiritually, uh, spiritual bypassing... um, uh, claiming high-minded enlightenment kind of person. And one of the major elements throughout my life has been um, based on religion, some relationship to religion, and people feeling as though they can preach a way of life and control people. And, um, you know, that, that's all of this, this kind of sense of um, uh, uh, moral goodness when there's clearly a shadow attached to it. And I'm realizing that there's a reason I felt this way throughout my life. And that's because within me, there is a shadow within myself of an authoritarian figure. I kind of mentioned in within the spiral dynamics series that I, that I've just done, which I will continue. Um, but I wanted to take a break and talk about this is that um, and that's part of six green work, six green, seven yellowish kind of work is uh, doing this cleanup shadow work. But there's this authoritarian aspect within me. Like there's there's a there's a, a Genghis Khan within me that wants to control every single aspect of my experience around me. Um, that comes from, you know that 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 includes I should say. Um, being uh, attractive and getting whatever physical sexual attention that I would ever want, uh, simple pleasures, um, a sense of importance, uh, being on stage and telling people how to live their life. <laughs> um, you know, that's why I have a podcast, right? <laughs> um, there's this sense that I'm owed, you know, I've, I've been aggressive about a connection sometimes when I really, really want to connect with someone, I've noticed that, especially in, in the periods of my life where I felt particularly lonely, um, 
the pursuance of of uh, connection can be aggressive. And I see that happening at me now that I'm a person that has a podcast and I have a little bit of an actual authority. Um, there are some people who kind of follow me on uh, Twitter who really love what I do. And I go to prof- profiler training events and I'm able to meet some people who come up to me and they really want to connect with me. And I've seen from people who are definitely doing much more meaningful work than I am who have people come up to them and basically like worship and fawn and submit to them. And that that feeling has always been what's troubling me, that submission part, like me feeling like I needed to submit to a religion was probably the core of why I was antithetical to religion growing up. I didn't, never really liked this feeling of submitting and so I see other people doing this submission process uh, to me or to others and having expectations of connection. And I, I'm noticing that, like, why do I keep noticing this? Why is this in my intention? Because if it's in my intention, it's within me. If I can notice it, it's a part of my shadow. And if I especially find it evil, whether it's the person perpetrating it or some sort of victim weakness of the person who is giving into it, those aspects all exist within me. This this perpetrator, this victim, and this hero all exist within me that I have this like connection to, this attachment to. And so with the Enneagram 2 stuff, I'm feeling this sense of awareness all of a sudden that I'm so triggered by Enneagram 2s because there is so much of that that's within me. And that's perhaps because I, my father is an Enneagram 2, I believe. He's a social 2. And uh, I think sometimes he does listen to this podcast. So hi, Pop. Good to good to see you. Um, <laughs> uh, but I, you know, I don't say this in a disparaging way. And I may have thought that or felt that throughout my life. But I'm realizing that there are actually multiple Enneagram twos that have continued to try to have deep connection with me, and I've rejected them because there's something in their style of connection that just completely triggers me. Of of getting angry at me the second I set a boundary or that I deny the connection. And I've done that in my experience as well. I've definitely felt that or I've, I think I've been a little bit, um, envious of the hubris. I don't know if that, yeah, a little bit envious of the hubris that it takes to, to feel that important, to feel that you are owed connection. Because I think there is a, there's a part of me that feels like well, I'm important too. I should be able to seek connection in that kind of way. Why don't I? Um, and and I'm not saying to embrace that. I'm not necessarily trying to embrace like the the negative aspects of an Enneagram two because those are things that an Enneagram two needs to to work on to work on humility, authentic humility, not preaching humility as a means to be important, but authentically backing off energetically, right? And so I'm, in my own way, trying to take some of the healthy qualities of trying to be aware of when I need to be a little bit more humble around my desire for connection, stuff like that. But there's also an assertiveness and an aggressiveness within me that if I'm able to acknowledge that, then I can actually have more humility myself in empathizing with Enneagram 2s or people who do that because it exists within me. That's something like I get it. Like and right now, like literally in this moment, like I understand. I get it. Like if you're feeling lonely or you're feeling important or you're feeling 
like you take things personally or you feel like you're wanting to get a sense of of strong connection with somebody and and people aren't willing to do that especially in this time period now where there's like such distance you know there's so much loneliness in the world because there isn't a willingness to get to know each other and create intense connection uh without some sort of agenda tied to it right i said something to a friend of mine on twitter last night around um fawning and fighting like that you can't fight or fawn when you're intimate with somebody uh when you actually know them when you're legit intimate and you really really genuinely know them you can only fawn or fight with somebody at a distance because you're missing information and anytime you're missing information is where typically prejudices form right and that's part of getting to know the shadow within myself is that I've always been a person that I felt in tune with my prejudices. Some of the obvious ones, right? Like when I'm racist or sexist, uh, when I have, uh, uh, and I don't say sexist or racist in the extreme, um, actively abusing someone in a hateful kind of way, but where I have a predisposition to put women down or to assume that uh, a person of a certain race is going to uh, act a certain way. And that's not exclusive to any race. I was always, I always felt like I was a person that was prejudiced against everybody in all sorts of nuanced, different way, different ways. Um, and being aware of it is not about enabling it. Being aware of it is, is, is certainly just keeping it in check. So it doesn't operate unconsciously. So it's not operating within me without me realizing it. It's like if I say something that's like, oh, yeah, that was a little bit sexist, wasn't it? <laughs> and just kind of laughing about it and then like maybe reframing it and figure out a different way to put it, but not trying to stuff it down, not trying to repress it, because that's how shadows form is through repressed emotions. And then those repressed emotions create sub personalities, these modes that we get into unconsciously. Um, it's like the equivalent of, of driving to somewhere you drive to all the time and you sort of just like black out and you're like, how did I get from A to B? I didn't even, I don't even know. I just like, it's like you went to sleep at the wheel. Uh, we're going to sleep at the wheel all the time. We go to sleep when these other sub personalities are coming out to play. So it's really interesting that the series Moon Knight, it's a Marvel series. It's a Marvel comic series that's based on someone who has dissociative identity disorder. I believe in the comics, it was more blatantly schizophrenia. But um, this idea of dissociative identity is sort of a uh, splintering of the consciousness, right? Splintering of your, your subconscious personalities or these sub-personalities, that there are certain personalities for certain purposes, right? And so if you have this repressed emotion that is happening or this repressed, say, aggressiveness or authoritarianness or uh, passive aggressiveness or whatever it may be, it's going to manifest as a subpersonality that's going to be activated in certain circumstances where it's almost like you black out and that other person takes control, that other subpersonality takes control. And now in reality, with like dissociative identity disorder, it's an extreme version of that. But I think when when we're operating in the real world, um, in uh, uh, an average person, I don't want to say normal, but in, as an average person's experience, a person who is not dissociative identity disorder uh, type of person that those that sub personalities just kind of like leak out 
It's not that they're happening in totality. And it's almost like that leaking out is much more insidious than anything else. It's right. It's like, it's, it's what, it's what adds the evils of the, to the world. And I don't mean evils morally, but like just the evils within ourselves, not that was injected when ourselves within ourselves, but, but what we suppressed in an effort to be a good person. Right. So as an Enneagram one, I'm becoming aware of this aspect of myself that I've suppressed because perhaps I saw some aspects of that in my father growing up, um, in his aggressiveness, his, in his demanding for, uh, the love of the family and stuff like that, that I suppressed that as something that was bad and therefore did not honor that within myself. And now I'm getting to know that within myself, that that does exist. And there's a reason that I can point that out as bad is because I see it within myself and that exists within myself. So I'm just kind of getting to know that subpersonality, but then also being able to connect and not disregard Enneagram twos that attempt to try to connect with me, um, who are, I'm sure getting disregarded in all sorts of areas of life because people are also denying that shadow within themselves. Uh, and, and so that's, that's a real challenge. You know, there's, there's work that Enneagrams twos have to do, but there's work that other people need to do to accept, uh, that they have that within themselves and have more empathy for that experience. So I'm having more empathy for that experience, getting to know that desire to, to be a bit bossy, (laughs) to be, uh, to take things a little bit personally, um, to actually care about human connection, to, uh, see myself as important. Uh, to acknowledge that I'm seeing myself as important, not to make myself more important. I don't need to do that, but to acknowledge when and how I do that. Um, so that's just, I don't know. That's what's come to mind today. That's been really important to me in my sort of cleanup work and shadow work. Um, that's a big moment though. Uh, and so in, in response to sort of this spiral dynamics series that I've been doing, it's sort of that's sort of the culmination of, of this first tier work of the first six levels is like when you're going through six green, you're starting to do this cleanup work. So I started talking about these sort of five elements, you know, like fucking up, growing up, waking up, cleaning up, and then showing up. And so I'm kind of cleaning up and showing up a little bit. This is my way of showing up and talking about my experience and being authentic about it, right? That's part of, I guess, the mission of this podcast is being authentic about the messiness of this experience and that you're not alone in the chaos of your brain's back and forth and this idea of repressed emotions and subpersonalities and multiple ways of thinking and being and and that, um, you know, if there are parts of you that you deem evil, they're not necessarily evil, but maybe you just don't have respect for them. <laughs> and, and that's the part that I'm realizing is that I just haven't had a respect for that aspect of my father and subsequently my ex-wife and subsequently other people that I've attempted to connect with me who fit this mold and respect for that aspect within myself because I thought it was a part of me that was going to be dangerous and not actually get my needs met. But there's usefulness there and there is, uh, uh, I don't necessarily see it as, as evil and maybe it will be something that's less triggering going forward but I guess that remains to be seen. So I appreciate you so very much for listening to this. Uh, I'm trying to share more of these sort of like daily uh, awarenesses and uh, findings and discoveries within my own experience. And um, perhaps there's something within you that you're triggered by. And I, I guess that's like the takeaway here is like, 
being aware of your prejudices, being aware of what you're triggered by, being aware of like what you refer to as evil, uh, and trying to investigate that within yourself, not to judge yourself, just to notice it and say like, what did I push down? Because I thought it was bad or harmful or not going to hurt or not going to help me. Um, and then, you know, feel safe. And I think as I'm entering, uh, stages of my life where I feel much more in control of my own destiny, of my own karma, of my own experience, uh, that I'm not as reliant on those suppressed emotions, you know, like I can have those things and survive and thrive and show up. So I have been Krishna Rivera. We have courses and stuff at happychemicals.org. Please like subscribe and share and all that fun stuff. Um, and thank you for listening to my realizations and ramblings. I really appreciate you. Uh, also on our website, we have an email list that has a multi-part series about exploring the inner cosmos, which is really about introspection and the creativity that comes from that. So you can go sign up for that and, and check that out as a free secret podcast series. So um, that's it for now. I appreciate you. Leave a comment, share it with someone who might find this interesting, and I'll catch you next time on Dopamine and Other Happy, other happy Chemicals. Okay, bye. See ya. Oh, and one last thing. I, I guess I didn't really wrap up this idea of the shadow being magnetic. Um, it's that the shadow in terms of what we are casting out there all the time is attracting, you know, what we are denying. So it's attracting, like I said, like there are more Enneagram twos just kind of showing up around me and sort of, um, revealing more of these triggers. And so I, I'm sure we could see that happening at scale where there's a lot of repressed, uh, issues happening. Uh, there's, there's a massive, repressed entitlement in America, for example. Uh, and that is rampantly being expressed at each other all the time through various worldviews. And, uh, in a sense, it's like our subconscious, like this, it's like this sub personality, this repressed emotion is just banging at the door all the time. And that sub personality's essence keeps leaking out and keeps, seeking, you know, attention and saying like, Hey, I need to get out somehow. It's like these stories where there's like a, a monster trapped in the cave and they're psychically linked to your mind and saying like, Hey, come open the door, man. I need to get out. This is not good for me to be stuck in here. And, uh, <laughs> and, um, you know, that aspect is of our psychology is like begging to be released. And in that begging for it to be released, there is, uh, this constant call for a mirroring of like, this is what is what you need or what you need to process or what you need to work through. And so in a way, that's why I'm saying that the shadow is magnetic in that you're triggered by, uh, triggered and, and attracting in a lot of ways, the energies that you are repressing, right? Like what you, uh, what you resist persists is the, the Carl Jung saying. And, uh, I, I think with thinking about the shadow as a magnetic element, um, I, I think this couldn't be, uh, any more true. So yeah, that's just the wrap up there. Appreciate you. Talk to you next time.